Okay. Threesome podcast. Come on. Usher, y'all, featuring her. I like that. Risk it all from the color purple. Oh, okay. Oh, Oh, who gonna risk it all now? Hey, I don't know. Not over here, though, right, (laughs) (laughs) y'all? Nope, not at all. Not on the threesome podcast. What's going on, y'all? We are back. We are back 2024, and January has been giving us, I don't know, it's been that January been doing it to us, man. <laughs> Happy New Year. It is it is doing all kinds of new things. Man. All new things. That sounds like that song, um, that all this love is with yeah. Oh, come you. on, Jabbar. Yeah, my okay. baby. My, baby. Yeah. Yeah. my darling. That, yeah, that's exactly what it sounded like. Oh, that sounded like that song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything yeah. old is new again. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm old now, so I can be like, oh, that sound, they got that from that song. Right. Oh, you old? Oh, Jesus. No, I'm, saying, I'm at the age. I'm at the age now where I can say that to be like, that's that song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. What's been going on? Who's doing a check-in first, though? I'll go first. I'll just say Happy New Year to everybody. This is Melanie Jeanette. And, you know, just starting out the year on a great foot. Uh, Took a quick... I had a birthday at the top of the year or at the end of last year. um, And took a quick trip for myself to Jamaica. Had a wonderful time. Um... Spent some quality time on the beach. Spent some quality time uh, enjoying myself. And, um, you know, I'm ready for 2024 to be all that it can be. Mm. Did you get your groove back? (sighs) Damn it, no. On my Uh, way, but no. uh, Okay, okay. Okay. Ooh, beautiful. Well, um, beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. The year has been going great for me. Uh, I have no complaints. Um, I what well, last week I was in California for about a week. I'm in the San Jose area. Uh, that looked fabulous. Yeah, I was out there on on business for a um, workshop because my company is getting ready to do implement a new HR system called Workday, and hmm. we have. So we've had these like a three weeks of workshops where we are designing the system and bringing in the input of all stakeholders so we can make sure that we are, you know, implementing the best in class system. Mm -hmm. Um, But while I I was there, I got to go to San Francisco and really enjoyed myself, went throughout the Castro district, um, purchased some books and I uh, had some great food. And one of the highlights was I got to see The Wiz at um, the Golden Gate Theater. Oh, Which wow. is an amazing I... show. It's on this pre-Broadway tour. It mm-hmm. is an amazing show. Uh, if you all get a chance to see it when it goes to Broadway in New York, I strongly <laughs> recommend it. Um, Avery Wilson, who plays the Scarecrow, I believe he is on his way to a Tony. 
He was amazing. Oh, um, wow. No, Wayne Brady. Uh, Wayne Brady was the whiz. No. Um, and yes. <laughs> yes, he wow. was the whiz. And he he did a he did a wonderful job. Um, Deborah Cox is Glenda. Mm, okay. Yeah. And she did a wonderful job as well. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now I forgot the lady's name who was playing Eveline. Um, but she she was amazing. She played both Eveline and Aunt M. And she was amazing. So um I would tell everybody, you know, make sure if you are planning on going to see a Broadway show in this year, that y'all go on up and check out the Wiz. Mm. Okay. Other than that, <laughs> life has just been life and it's been good. No yeah. complaints. I hear that. I hear that. As for me, I'm getting ready to roll back, you know, into the field, the film. Mm-hmm. Gonna give and see, you know, what it is I can gain from it this time around. Hopefully, no more strikes for a while. Um, okay. but you know, life has been life, and like you said, doing good. Um, getting settled in the crib, just trying to make it do what it do, like I always do. Mm-hmm. Oh, we just gonna act like you just not gonna talk about that you got a new crib. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it's 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 something else, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm proud of it. I'm blessed. You know? Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I'm blessed. That was a lot of hard work and determination. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Crib be cribbing though, but it's, well, you know, it's all good. <laughs> that that's the life, and you know, wait till you're a homeowner. It, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be cribbing all the time. Oh man, I hear you. I hear you. I tell you, you know, I kind of pulled back from my. You know, I was on my house hunt path and journey and I don't know after coming back from San Francisco I was like I don't know if I'm ready to put down roots yet mm-hmm. uh, yeah I did I kind of felt like I, was, I don't think I'm ready yet because as a part of it I even told my manager I'm like I might want to relocate to California to our corporate office and you know and she was like you know it's a possibility right we don't because we don't have any payroll representation there so um I don't know. I don't know. So, mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to do. Nothing wrong with that, taking a step back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and if 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 I may offer big sister wisdom, mm-hmm. I think that, you know, just knowing you for, God, how many years now? Ten years. Mm, yeah. You probably shouldn't put down roots yet. Mm-hmm. Because you haven't you used your your 20s and early 30s building building here in in Georgia and you haven't spent enough time experiencing and seeing a whole bunch of other places I agree right. so yeah don't 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 rush yourself on setting down roots i, I mean agree. you know make mm-hmm. make wise financial investments to to sustain whatever the future plan is, but yeah, you 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 need to you need to fly a little more. If I, I totally, should say so myself, and, and I totally accept that. I totally can relate to that. I mean, I mean that what what you're saying resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Um, it does, it does. You know, this is my fortieth year, y'all. I'll be turning forty this, this <gasps> year, in August, oh. August twenty third, and I. I'm coming to the club <laughs> and I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel the shift. I can feel this feeling of like, I am me. 
you know mm-hmm. yeah and it feels so good to be like you know to be here and i and i i can feel it i feel i'm feeling more and more cozy and comfortable with who i am and i think that's a beautiful thing so yep that is it is a it's amazing have i talked to on on the podcast about caroline wanga she's oh, the no. ceo of uh, essence enterprises i don't think mm-hmm. so no. no okay well she is a bad mofo and um, if you have an opportunity, please go listen to her. Uh, her IG is uh, Wanga Woman. I hope to one day be able to sit down and have a conversation with her. Uh, she uh, has been in HR and she's uh, more your age than mine. And she's been in HR for, you know, many years doing many things, came up th- through the ranks at Target. And um, her most recent thing at Target was uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. And when she started becoming her authentic self, you know, she realized, you know what, that new place, her, her, her statement that she makes all the time is be who you are, where you are. And if where you are can't accept who you are, change where you are, not who you are. Mm. Mm. And like it's transformational and i think that comes with at that place in life where it's like huh no i worked hard to get to be the me that i am right i am not changing me i'll change environments but i'm not changing me anymore or i'll I'll, I'll modify me but i'm not changing me to make somebody else comfortable exactly yeah exactly Mm. exactly Heard yes. Yeah, yeah. And I can just say it gets greater later. Bevy Smith says that all the time. It gets greater later. I, I am a living witness for that. Because mm. at this point, you couldn't pay me to go back to 40. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. And for like my 40s were fabulous. But you couldn't pay me. Because the 50s have been outrageous really mm-hmm. mm. yep okay and I have a lot you know my friend like my friends are starting to turn 60 like I just went to a 60th birthday party this past weekend or yeah and you know watching watching other people age I'm always looking for that next thing and you know how sometimes you get to an age and you're like huh that wasn't all that I expected it to be Mm. The 50s have been everything that I expected them to be and more. I was prepared for this. Okay. So get ready for y'all's journey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Me too. It's a different world, though. If I could sing, I would sing the Aretha Franklin version. (laughs) You can (laughs) be there you go you better hit that note come through John John yes honey honey. okay now you can dish it we can take it Mm -hmm. Uh, and that is the truth Mm -hmm. hey nothing wrong with it nothing wrong with it you know, I've been resting in my my trials of transformation thoughts, 
as I think about my life. And, you know, we as a people operate from the, if you dish it, we could take it. But when, once we take it, we're going to transform it into something else. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, it's funny, you know, you say that because I have been on this journey that I feel spirit has had me in where like all of the books that I have been reading have been more so about the struggle um, or the struggle of our history as as Amer- African-Americans within this country and the things that we have gone through and yet our ability to to survive and to manifest um, great things in spite of. Um, mm-hmm. Like I just got through reading the book by Tenehasi Coates, um, The Water Dancer. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, I just got through reading that. The Water uh, Dancer? The Water Dancer. Um, it is a. I think I have it, Sabir. Uh, if you if you want to see. Yeah, it. yeah. So it's a it's a fiction, um, you know, about this centers around this nineteen um, year old guy who is a who is enslaved, and and he. Thank you for saying it the way that he taught uh, us to say it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not slave. He wasn't a slave. He was enslaved. Just enslaved. Uh huh. And uh, well, they and they 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 call it the tasked in in the book they call it the task and um and so yeah and, and so it, it talks about that and his journey to the underground railroad and you know and all the things that that come that comes there so i don't want to spoil it to people who might who might want to read it but i've been so i just read that one i'm currently reading how how the word is passed by clint smith the third that's a good one too because it actually talks about these historical places that are still in existence, like historical plantations and um, things like in prisons and their history in slavery. And mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just amazing, you know, to just get the the full history that we, that I was not taught in, in school about some of our great so-called, you know, political leaders and their involvement, like Thomas Jefferson and you know, their involvement mm-hmm. in slavery, you know, Abraham Lincoln's real, real points of view that wasn't mm-hmm. so, you know, that and, and how these, and of course we all know about how the jail system was kind of birthed out of this need to like re, re-enslave people through like convict leasing and how they, you know, and, and so we talked about like um, these, these, um, big jails and, and, and prison systems and that still survive today, but how they, their roots come, come from slavery and Jim Crow and, and that. So, yeah, but I've been on this journey. I even have a, I got the autobiography of Frederick Douglass, which is actually a pretty good, good read. Oh yeah. It's awesome. It, 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 it is. Mm-hmm. And then one of, and one of the books that I got while I was in San Francisco is a book by George McCallman, who was a native San Franciscoan. Um, called the Illustrated Black History, and um, in each page he has his own artistic rendering of a black history figure, and it's not just those people that we've always been taught about. Um, like for example, there was the guy who, what was his name, who invented the, actually invented the word cocktail. It was a black mm. man, yeah, a black man. Um, he invented, yeah, yeah, it was a black man, and his name 
is one of his first stories in here. Well, the first story was about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Cato Alexander. Yeah, Cato Alexander had a tavern in New York City. And uh, yes, uh, yeah, and he, he all, he invented the word cocktail. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cato Alexander, born 1780 and died 1858. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, but he talks like, and one of the things that he, George McCallman says in his, his introduction, which was beautiful, was that he said, there's this, there's this, um, this thing that people say about Black people not knowing their history. Um, but he was challenging that by saying that, you know, we might not know dates and people and all those things, but that we all carry it. Yes. We carry, yeah, we mm-hmm. carry that history. So though we might not be able to tell you the dates and the times and who these people, the names of these, these people are, but we carry that legacy. We carry that history. It's in our mannerism. It's in the way that we show up. It is it's in the way that we dress, the way that we talk, the way that we sing, the way that mm-hmm. we express ourselves. All of that is carrying that Black history. Okay. All right. Even if we don't know it all. So yeah. yeah, That is true. Yep. Yeah. And if you ever have an opportunity to see a movie called, uh, the name of the movie is Sankofa. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's probably mm-hmm. streaming now. Um, I saw that. Sankofa. Um, I don't know what it's on. I'm just saying, because, uh, I mean, it's been out for years, like okay. decades. Um, so I'm sure it's on a streaming platform somewhere. Um, it's it's a story of a, a Black model who has a collective flashback to slavery. The the And, you know, it it goes into the concept of a collective flashback is where you may not have experienced it, but because it's in, now in your DNA, you, f- you can feel it. And all of the things that were that experience for whichever ancestor it was for you are in you too. And mm. so it's very powerful. Like I can't watch the movie again. It was way too deep, but definitely worth a watch. Maybe now, maybe now that I'm older, I might, maybe I'll see yeah, but it's a, it's it's a good movie um, from that connect, stay connected with your past and your history, and it being, you know, in you. Right, right. And right. Sankofa is streaming on Netflix. Okay, uh, there spell, you go. See? Yeah, spell S as in Sam, A N K O F A. One word, Sankofa, and it does say it's available on Netflix. All right. Okay. We got some good reads. You can tell that they, they be booking over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey! I'm oh, and you. to go with and to go with what you what you were talking about, John. Um, I've been listening to uh, Michael Harriet's uh, Black AF History. Okay, and it too, it like if you want, like the it's basically the 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 history of the United States told by the people that had been enslaved and how they viewed the, the things that were happening around them. Mm-hmm. And it is, it is a, it is a very, um, it makes some things that are very tough, lighthearted. And then it's like, Oh yeah, that's probably what people were thinking as mm-hmm. these things were happening. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, it's a wonderful 
reimagining of history, retelling of the history uh, from a different lens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just to say what, and, you know, a thing that, you know, Sabir was talking about y'all reading o- over there, like I strongly encourage you all, you know, if you're, if, if you're not a reader, get on, get, get into audio books. Yeah. Um, because there is just something about reading that just reprograms you. Yeah. You know, and, and as I'm learning about the history and the efforts that we're taking to make to make sure that pe- that black people could not read. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was just so funny because at one time, like at one point they're saying that, you know, black people were intelligent and they they couldn't comprehend and they were less than human, but yet there was still this effort to keep them from reading. Mm -hmm. you know you have to and and yeah and you have to understand why that was because reading is a is an entire it reprograms your mind introduces you to new words new vocabulary it helps you understand the world around you yeah yeah so yeah well speaking of listening to listening um to books um i have been listening to uh black cake I know there's a TV program oh, yeah. called mm-hmm. Black Cake. Well, I'm listening to the book. Huh. Phenomenal story. Really? Phenomenal. Yes. Okay. And I, when I saw, like, I never, like, I, I never wanted to watch the TV program. No shade. No, nothing wrong with it. It just looked like, uh, this is go, this, this is go drag and it's going to not keep my attention. And I was hesitant to listen to the book, but it's free for it's free on um Spotify right now. And so in in listening to it, I am intrigued and caught up. It's it, you know, high level, not giving anything away. Um, a woman dies and she leaves a a a, a videotape or audio or a videotape for her chi- her children, two children, and exp- to kind of explains that they have a sister in the world and all of these other things that unfold. And so like great, great, great story. And it's a a Caribbean family. So there's a lot of Island reference and um, uh, British reference. So yeah. So it's a continental story too. Okay. All right. All right. So we're going to get into this tea. <laughs> oh, which tea we pouring? Which tea? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, there's old tea, there's new tea, Ooh, there's tea. always some tea. Always that, some that's tea. That's Club Shay Tea. Because <laughs> we've we been going at it in text messaging. And, and it, I mean, be, behind the scenes, you guys, like we were having a real big discussion <laughs> on Cat Williams. And I know we're a little late, but you know, we, we, we got to bring y'all back. We're going to go back to it. So John John was saying that cat like it? really that see that's petty right there <laughs> right that? there so John what? John was saying like yeah let let's circle say? back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. go ahead what I say Cat Williams was lying he said he was capping <laughs> yeah he was capping yeah. he was capping about a lot of things. I know. I thought. I thought. I called him a messy ass fag. Did I? Did I say that? Yeah, you did. Oh, you did. Oh, okay, you I did. did. I did. Oh, I did. You did. I did. Oh. And I and I mean in both contexts. Because T. S. Madison has a new term for fag: popular hot ass gossiper. Mm. <laughs> That's what a fag is. P. H. A. G. 
popular oh, pop okay. ass gossiper. But it, but the other but the but the other term applies as well. But um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that you know how I felt about that. You know, I I, I watched it and I was entertained. Um, but it but it did it, it just gave yeah, but it just gave jealousy. It gave like you know the use opportunity to attack other black men and and other people that that are doing better than me. Um, and yeah, and he lied throughout the entire thing, and people were just taking whatever he said as true. I mean, the nigga told you he read three thousand books a year <laughs> and in multiple languages, and I can and I and I have only heard him speak African American vernacular English. Um, not e- I, you didn't even just say the king's English. You said no, African African American American vernacular, vernacular English. English. Okay, I ain't mm-hmm. heard him speak anything else uh, but that. I ain't heard that nigga say hola, bonjour. Oops. I ain't heard him even count uno dos tres. Mm-hmm. But Ooh. you know, people are just like going off to his little words that he is like, oh, he has this amazing truth, and I mean, I'm like, honey, his truth. Again, it, it gave it gave messiness. <laughs> it gave messiness, and I think and the thing, yes, he streamed. He had he had amazing numbers for for the stream. But at the end of the day, let me tell you something. If I if my brand is like for me, I like coaching and motivation and and you know doing podcasts and things like this. But if I go viral because I take a shit, I'd be oh. upset. I'd be upset. You're a comedian. Why you yeah, and and you you have to do this in order to go in, in order to go viral? Like that's okay. Hooray for you. Hey man. I mean, he did what needed to be done. I think Wait, 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 wait. Why? Why did it need it to be done? What but back back up to that. What needed to be done? Well, check it out. Nobody was talking about Cat Williams for a while. Now he's been the topic. For the past what? How many days we got this month so far already? Twenty five. Oh, so, oh, so, so, so that's the goal. I mean, it seems like do what needs to be done so people can talk about you. But even if it ain't about your art, if we had some mess going on, we go viral right now too. Let's be real. (laughs) Now, so (laughs) I follow Darius Cooks on all platforms. Oh, he a fag too. Oh, see right there. But he, you know, he, I, I, he, he, he even stirs his own pot sometimes. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, you know, he's like, look, mess makes me money. And y'all can keep talking about me because every time you say my name, probably just because I just said it, every every time you say my name, I make money. Mm-hmm. So at this point, why not create your own drama? If this is how you can get paid and all you got to do is act a hot ass mess, right? go for it. Now, there, now I, it I certainly can. No. Well, right. It's, it's right. too much for me too because I, mm-hmm. I barely can do, do this podcasting. Every time I'm like, Okay, now who I'm a piss off? Who I'm a a, a fan? Okay, you know what is my daddy getting ready to say at Sunday dinner? Like all of those things. Right, right. So it's like you know I I, I recognize that um you know it's it, it's it's a challenge to to 
manage your life. But uh, I just don't want to be, be the one that I have to create my own drama. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or, like, or tear somebody that, else down just yeah. to create drama. Well, I think that's, that's part of the creating the drama. Sometimes I think that the, the tearing down was, was also part of a, a larger um, marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. Because ain't nobody talked about Faze on Love in twenty years. Yep. And now, ah. now he is he is a name, a, a household name. Uh-huh. You know. So from a different perspective, a well orchestrated staged event to get the names of several other artists out in the world. Because again. Controversy makes makes money, mm-hmm. and you know he might have done you know a good thing for some of those people. Even even right. if the pre- the press is bad, it's press. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and that is true. Yeah. And that is true. But it still ain't no no. I just no. <laughs> we could have talked about Faison Love without dragging him. We could talk about anybody, any other comedian, but would we without have been? dragging, dragging think- him. <laughs> he could have said, he could have said, you know, I, I like Faison Love. You and know, he should like, get more uh-huh. opportunities. Uh-huh. That's you know, nice. Faison this and that. But yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, y'all karma is real. You know, and and y'all for y'all sacrificing y'all souls just to tear somebody down, so you can get a now that that's on go, them. Go, yes, you can go go viral, honey. Have at it. Right. Because, you know, you know now, we have now, always now talked about have, making the choice, uh, we, you know, on this podcast that we, we are not trying to mm-hmm. sacrifice anybody's soul in the name of going viral. That, 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 so we don't do interpersonal drama. Like, that's, it's like, no, nah, we're not trying to ruin our lives and just because oh. of some views yeah. or listens. But, I think some people really thrive in that. They thrive in it. They thrive, in it. and I, I like you know, you know, I don't oppose being messy. You know, I'm messy myself, and my messy oh! is it's it's, it's, no, it's factual. Well, here's uh, a, you know what I'm saying. No, no, no. <laughs> so it's not about facts or or I think. Well, mine we're, is. Yeah, we're forgetting that we're you know we lost the the entitlement of feeling how we want to feel about people because nowadays when you say something about someone it hurts their feelings we got to get banned or you know it with the lgbtq people are going to come out you know it's so it's like we lost the entitlement of actually saying how we really feel without somebody getting offended it's you know it's like i could say i don't like cat williams but i love kevin hart or vice versa then somebody oh why you like him that's that's what's going on in this world right now and I think we just got to, I wish we could get back to where we could feel how we wanted to feel. But I mean, no. that's changing. No, you can still feel how you want to feel. You, There's nobody stopping anybody from but feeling how they want to feel. People, you know, but you can't people. stop other people from feeling how they feel. Man. You know, that's just that's just the truth of it. You can't stop other people from feeling how they feel. And you can't stop, they can't stop you from feeling how you feel. This whole cancel culture thing is a myth. Yeah. That's a myth. That's what they it's, say. It is because these people are still making money. 
Because <laughs> huh? I said they shutting things down. Yeah, but there are a lot of people that are still Chappelle is still selling yeah. out shows and making big, big yeah, bucks. Because Chappelle, like, I don't give a what you whatever you feel. What like, you say, right? I don't care. Yeah. So, so yeah. So that saying how how you feel, that's cool. But right, I still so believe in truth. How he felt. That wasn't how he felt. He made he made allegations against people. This nigga and y'all and people applauded him when he said he put in his contract that another black man has to be in a dress before he will film with him. Mm, I mean, and y'all applauded it because he said he put in his own contract that another black man and Ricky had the <laughs> yeah Ricky Smiley, Ricky Smiley, right? Yeah. That's not that's that's not saying how you feel. Oh, so that's you, being an asshole. Uh, well, <laughs> we're allowed we're allowed to be assholes too. Why not? That's being an asshole. And if you really and if I hope he really did not do that, I really hope there's not a contract that he actually put that in. Probably did. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, and and make and tried to make that the reason first Sunday. Ricky Smiley is in a dress playing his his character that that character. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> I've been in jail thirty something times, okay. but y'all still want to call him intelligent? Mm. Hey, I, hey, I don't call him intelligent. I just think I don't an intelligent move that was made to make him yeah, yeah it was I like over irrelevant again. I, and I totally agree. It was an, it was yes, yes. It was an intelligent move to get people talking about you and coming to you again. You know, was it comedic? Was it a was it part of your art? But you found you found a way. Hooray for you! And people came back responding. You know, Luda came back with a rap. He made him rap again. I think it was a great move. <laughs> and I, I I just say, I think that. There were more people in on it than Shannon Sharp and Cat Williams. Probably, but for real, he probably hit somebody up and said something like, "I'm gonna say this." <laughs> I mean, yeah, this this did. was a marketing ploy because uh -huh. everybody he named is getting ready to go on the road with a tour. Yep, they doing something. Yeah, they doing something. Mm -hmm. I love and I love my boy Kevin. Y'all don't say nothing bad about Kevin. Yeah, but he hurt Miss Wanda. Oh, that was so long ago. I remember. I remember when that happened. But it, but it's you know he brought it back to life, and people just love about it. And it's like it's so old. It's so old, but it's still so. It that was a messy moment. That was a good moment, though. Yeah, it was. Until her husband pulled out the gun. That yeah. part. <laughs> that part. I remember that too. That don't come at my wife. <laughs> but okay. damn, with a gun, you <laughs> this man came at your wife with words, and you coming <laughs> with a gun. You How small baby. are you? Cause, yo, because you heard his baby. <laughs> you heard his baby, honey. You come, come be Will Smith, on. honey. You'll be Will Smith. I had to keep my wife's name out your fucking know. mouth. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Please. Uh, mm -hmm. In other news, though, what, what's going on with these planes, man? Because I'm going out of town this weekend. People spotting uh... those screws missing and it's making emergency landings. What's going on? Windows. Everybody, 
or door everybody ex- high. emergency exit doors are popping off. <laughs> everybody high, honey. Everybody high. People not doing their job no more. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why I I don't watch the news, man. Cause I can't handle all of that, man. I gotta be in the in the in the air in the air way too often. I'm going I'm going out the country again in a week. Right, Mm-mm. right. Yes, yeah, I don't know. No. That flight. Hmm? that flight going to be that you're going when you leave? I think 13 hours. Yeah, yeah, see. Mm. Yeah, so I I don't need the door to pop off. Yeah, uh-uh-uh. Not sit watching by. the news. Mm-mm. Don't sit by. Don't be on no Boeing. Who you flying? You know, I I, I can only fly Delta. Okay, you'll be all right then. Delta will be carrying on like that. Oh, oh, well. Knock on wood. Now, did you see the the video? Whether true or not, I did not do any research about the um. It's something on TikTok, and you know I don't know much about TikTok. However, the video is a man sitting at an airport, and he was like, "Guess which airport airline this is?" And uh, Auntie Ma'am is on the uh speaker and she's like um y'all need to get in line and i don't want to see no people coming up here rushing rushing me getting my pressure up y'all go get in line if you're not in line you're not getting on this plane i don't really care when it takes off and like read them completely down and it was like "Mm, what airline is this and everybody was like not delta okay what is spirit for 300 alex <laughs> They're going out of business. They supposed to be going bankrupt if JetBlue don't buy them or something like that. I heard. Poor spirit. Uh, poor spirit. Hell. Poor <laughs> spirit, honey. Spirit. Poor spirit. It's, man, there's too much going on. What that else is so on? plain. Well, what else we got to talk about? Trump coming back. Yeah, it seemed like it, right? Mm. Trump coming back, and he 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 the Republican. Candidate, he done ran. He done won this little his little primaries. Oh, you know, I I I can't believe it. that's why I need to have a whole lot of money, man, to just do whatever. I can run for president. You might as well. You should. Like it don't even matter no more. You can get charged <laughs> and just still run for president. Like this is crazy. Only Trump though. No, I mean but, I think yeah. Go ahead. Go but ahead. he hasn't been convicted. Yeah. All right, Cat Williams. Right. <laughs> hey. Are you voting for Trump? That is. Oh me? Uh, Mac- <laughs> Melanie. You said Melanie? Melanie voting for Trump? Yeah, you. Yeah. Oh me? No. However. Net- How well? Howsoever, honey. Wait. However. I was watching this video on YouTube. My daddy sent it to me because the town, ta- the town he grew up in was on there. And it's the the poorest region in the United States. Mm. Look it up on YouTube. It's it's about an hour long video. My dad is from Bluefield, West Virginia. And the guy that was, you know, filming this, you know, he's just kind of going around doing, you know, that video blogging thing. And he was talking to the people there, mm. both black and white and in between, about you know what what why the, why they were you know 
Trump supporters or why they voted the way they did. And because that region had previously been like blue, a, a Democratic voting bloc. And they were like, because Trump talks about coal. And all we have in this town are coal mines. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. they want to talk about coal, then we're going to vote for them. We're single, and, and, and it got very clear. They're single issue voters. They're like, we don't watch the news. We don't really care about what happens in the rest of the country because it really doesn't impact us or our lifestyle because we live up in these hollers. We're just doing our everyday living. Come on. But if you can't talk about coal, then you can't talk to me because my life is that coal mine. Mm-hmm. And for generations, mm-hmm. that's all that's mattered to me. And then mm-hmm. if you listen to them and talk about the values that they espouse, it's the same values that we as black people espouse, as, you know, bl- by and large, not the, not the other kind of black people, but the black people. And mm-hmm. of course, we are not a monolith. So I want to just say that because I do know that as well. However, the issues that impact us most are the things that this little small town in in West Virginia is experiencing. We want to have jobs. We want to have a decent and calm way of life. Now, that calm is relative to, you know, whatever level, because, you know, not everybody wants to live in a remote area up Mm -hmm. in a holler. However, Mm -hmm. they pointed out, they were like, this is idyllic living. We don't lock our doors. I mean, yeah, there are people that are on drugs, but they're not coming over here to like bother nobody. Mm-hmm. And if they do, they know they're getting shot. So they what's know the they point? They're getting shot. They, they don't call the police out there. Uh, right. For what? Yeah. You, it's just us. So just like us. I yeah. say, I just I say all of that to say that black people and, and so there are a million, there are a million people in that area that all switched parties because the Republicans, Trump, talked about Trump, talked about coal. Talked about coal. We got to get the black people with these people so that we can get the Democrats. Because remember, if you get if you got a million votes, that was all the election was won or unwon by, and then you got what are we, 11% of the population, so you get probably about 8% to vote. That that becomes a voting block. We got to get somebody to talk about coal. And then you have the rest of all of the Democratic voters you need. Mm-hmm. But somebody got to do something about those voters because those, mm-hmm. you know, if, if, if a Democrat was like, you know what, let's just talk about coal. They'd have a million voters overnight. They would come on. You gotta let them know. You gotta right. let them know. You gotta right. let them know. Because I you know when I I when I, I remember when I took a little road trip I from like um Dallas Airport, drove to Oklahoma for my brother's army grad graduation with my mom and we passing these, you know, just houses and land, just you know, for you know, just all the space in, in between. That's when I realized like, wow, like this part of America. Don't give a fuck about Black Lives Matter. At all. Because there ain't no black because, people out here. 
Or, but, but the, even if there are, because that was like up in those mountains. I mean, because like I said, that's where my daddy is from. Right. So, I mean, th- th- there are black families that have lived right there next to white families. Exactly. And, and when and in a town that small, they've become brown. You depend on each other. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like who else they going to have children with? Ain't nobody else there. So at some right. point, black and white is crossing. And they talked about it. They were like, we're not racist. We don't. Yeah. We don't care. We care about coal. Are you going to talk coal. about coal? If you don't talk about coal, I don't care about you. Because mm. look, we got God. We got coal. And you took God out of schools with your liberal ways. And then uh-huh. you took you took you're trying to take coal out of out of our hands with your liberal ways. Okay. Well, if those are the two things that will swing you back, yeah. Fuck. Let's just do it. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, because by the time you know, if they book, put industry over there and do all of that, by the time, because they also talked about like the kids are you know leaving because there are no jobs. So by the time all of the kids leave and and the people die off, then we just shut down the mines, which was which by it needs to be done by what twenty thirty five. But then all of the people that's working in their mines now will be dead. Mm. Not not to be crass, but. You know, that is, that's real. Swing them the other way. (sighs) (laughs) But alas, Trump talks about coal. So, you know, hey. Yeah, yeah, he does. (laughs) Yeah, but then some people see him as a martyr because, you know, they see him as this, you know, because there have been states that are like taking him off the ballot and that only is going to make people want to vote for him even more or, because they feel yep. that right because they, they, they feel that people are like trying to you know restrict him and he's and he has these cases against him and people and that only makes him a bigger a bigger person in their eyes yep. very strategic man very very mm-hmm. very now you talk about somebody who's strategic he is whether he's doing it intentionally or well he, <laughs> he is but he's very but i think i think i think he has a great team that and he knows, and he, and I think he spends time online. Like he knows, like you said, that word. He knows to say coal. He knows that the man don't burn no coal, but he knows to say Mm-mm. it. Yeah. He knows to talk about jobs because mm-hmm. he knows that that's what they want to hear. Yep. yep. He knows to talk against transsexuals because he knows that's what they want to hear. <laughs> you, know, he, you know what? And I've been having, I've been them, ruminating right. on this. You know, so go with me. I'm going. I'm going real deep, metaphysical, spiritual. Mm, let's go. It, at least in the Christian faith, faith we talk about God in the Trinity: Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, God in three persons. Mm, and yes, the Trinity. Mm-hmm. What if? Because you know, the Bible is only the interpretation of God's word to man, theoretically. So then. What if the Holy Ghost was a woman? Mm. That means that God is a they. Yeah, I've been knowing that. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, so, fuck! Why ain't nobody tell me? <laughs> well, if you if you read your Bibles <laughs> in Genesis, okay, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> okay, in the Book of Genesis, you know the first oh, man it does was say, the yeah. first man was a transsexual. <laughs> no, the first man was a hermaphrodite. Yeah, hermaphrodite. Yeah, 
The first band was a hermaphrodite, honey, and he said you made him, he made him in his own image. Mm -hmm. But then he later said it's not good for man to be alone or all one. Some people translate that as all one. And so then he pulled the woman out of him. So he was all one. Before. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, according to that mm-hmm. story now, you know, it's, but I do believe, you know, when I think about books like that, because those are just parables. Correct. I, yes. Yeah, are, those are just men's ex because people keep asking questions and men had to give them something to believe in to keep everybody on one accord. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay, this is what happened. Okay. Be like, look, we need a little order up in here. Okay, it was seven days. Okay. <laughs> we gonna sell them. We're gonna all believe it. Okay. <laughs> what do you have a better answer? Just shut okay, the fuck up. Right. <laughs> yeah, shut the fuck up. It was seven days. On the seventh day he rested. Why God need to rest? I don't care. We need to rest. Okay. <laughs> Cause Cause I need rest. <laughs> if I need rest, God need rest because I'm made in his image. Right. Right. Because I want a day off. Okay. And so we're gonna say he rested on seven. <laughs> And tell them they can't work on the seventh so we can rest, okay? Because <laughs> everybody need rest. Pretty much. Okay. Ah, okay, right. I had it. Yes. That's exactly what happened. That and they got the story, oh. they agreed on it, and that's what it and that's what it was. Man. You know. Ain't nobody told them that. Ain't nobody told them that. No. No, because <laughs> men the the ways of men, that's what that's how we are. You know, because when we were born, we are conscious beings, and conscious beings are always going to ask why. Mm-hmm. And if you don't give people a story behind it, they will continue to try to find find the answer, and then they they all become free thinkers. And you can't oh God, control we free thinkers because in the absence of truth, you will make up your own story. No, 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 no. Let me yeah. give you a story. Just like in the Men in Black, like when they did that little blinky thing, and then yep. they flash. They always start. Let me give you a story. Here, here yep. is what you gonna know from now on. Mm-hmm. From now on, this is yep. your story. Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and that's and that's okay. That's what we believe in. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. The end. So. <laughs> You know, the end. The the end. That solves that. You know, <laughs> that solves that, honey. And, and and I know y'all out here probably listening, saying, "Ooh, they being blasphemous to talk like like that, honey." You know, no, because actually, <laughs> the the beginning of that conversation came. I was in King Chapel uh, Sunday evening because D. E. Park was there to t- to do vespers oh, at Morehouse. And he and his his talk was on the transformative journey of um, Bishop Carlton Pearson and the journey, his journey into inclusion and what that looked like and what how Christianity failed him. And that is what he had, you know, believed so ardently in and even in his transformative thinking, you know, recognizing that, you know, he is he's you know he's with whatever the spirit is that created him and like it was it was really just an interesting talk and you know he talked about how he was like look we we've just got to be honest about the they them concept of Mm -hmm. you know because every 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 religion or spiritual practice talks about that dichotomy of 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 three in some kind of way and so it's like there's got to be something to it 
mm-hmm. something about it. And so it's like, yeah. no, it's not blasphemous. It is just expansion. Mm-hmm. It's expansion. It's expansion. Yep. We were all in the womb. Mm-hmm. And we and we began as these when people say you you we 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 began as something closer to a female. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yep. Everybody. And then the cells start splitting and merging and blah 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 blah. And then you get your male genitalia, female genitalia, and you know, and that. But honey, you got some men that got still got their hips like women, honey. Yep. And then you got you got some women that got broader backs and shoulders than dude, you know, because we all start the same way. Yep. And all in God's image. That's a lot of and that. all in God's image. Yep. That's that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So but yeah, but um And that all yeah. came from a conversation I was having with my dog here. And oh, I was I was chatting with, with him and you know, started singing, um, you love me as I am. And as mm-hmm. I was singing that to him, I realized, wow, that's how God loves me, as I am. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That's big facts. That's Bible. Yep. As as I am. That is so true. That mm-hmm. is so true. Not and not, not to get all preachy about it because mm-hmm. when um I remember like in the story of Genesis of that 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 beginning when Adam and Eve eat and you know and they and they find out that they're naked and they run and they hide. Mm-hmm. And then when God comes out to find them and he was like, Why are y'all hiding? Why are you covering yourself up? And he was like, Because we're naked. And he's like, Who told you you were naked? Always but I always love that question. Like, like who told you? Like, who told you that I didn't care about you? Like, or who told you that there was a problem right. with you? Mm-hmm. Who told you it was a problem? And like when you say, like, you're the end all, you love me as I am. Like, whoever said you were a problem? Yep. Mm-hmm. I never told you you were a problem. Who? Yeah, who said that? <laughs> yeah, and then it's like, wait, then you start <laughs> listing out that? the people that, that mm-hmm. have said it in you know ways and different, and it's like, but why that? Why they matter? Why you, they, you know you yeah. know who we are? We you know yeah. who we are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I had, I had a moment when I was younger when I was coming out and I was leaving the church because you know I was coming out I was accepting the fact that I was gay and. Just wanted to leave the whole idea of God behind because it was just, you know, I just been hurt by, by, by the church and heard all these teachings. And I can remember like getting at that point, then going to church and having this moment where like the Holy Ghost fell upon me and I started shouting. And the first time I ever shouted, actually. Mm. And uh, mm. and I, I remember even praying, asking God, like, God, why would you do that to me when you know I'm gay? Why would you do, you know, Ooh, you know, and I heard I that. love I, you. I heard that in my spirit, like, <laughs> it was like, like, I didn't say nothing wrong, that there was anything wrong with you. I never said that. <laughs> you know? I, yeah, I love you, baby. You know, you mm-hmm. are who you are. You are who you are, who you are. And that's, oh, those labels don't mean a thing. Mm, Jesus. Yeah, and I remember that. I remember mm-hmm. that. Like, that, who told you you were naked? Yeah, right. And you sitting there having that one wonderful experience with God, like in purity where God like mm-hmm. what 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 they was telling you ain't 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 what I said to you when I'm saying to you right now, 
I ain't got no problem with this. Right. So go live your life and let them fall all over the place. And yeah, and so that's a not not giving anything away in in the book Black Cake, but that that whole concept is woven throughout that book. So yes. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Black cake. All things coming together. All Mm. things coming together, honey. Hey man, this was a good catch up. Yes. Daily news mix. Anything else we wanted to chat about? No, I don't know about anything else going on. Oh, I would have talked about um we got we got some time for you for them um them color purple girls. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can speak that Taraji that that Taraji pissed me the fuck off. I think she got to speak her truth. <laughs> Honey, she should have saved it for the memoir. Saved it for the, the memoir. memoir. The memoir. Oh, I was so mad at her at that Golden Globes. And she couldn't get a ride there in an appropriate manner. She has every right to talk about it when it Fant- drops. Fantasia <laughs> said she was fine with her rental car, honey. <laughs> but I don't want my driver, baby. I need to be able to go where I want to go. Right, right. But no, the fact that she had Mama O on that Golden Globes carpet. Everybody else being interviewed, talking about the movies and, 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 and what they're excited for tonight and yada, yada, yada. And Mama O dressing her beautiful purple, her slim waistline, thanks to Ozempic. <laughs> and she has to answer a question about why the, why the leading ladies had to get rental cars. That was so embarrassing. For a predominantly Black movie, that a lot of that, people that, it was that big of a movie <clears throat> and they all sitting around talking about that fact that they had rental cars mm-hmm. I missed that yes uh, yes on the golden globe carpet yeah, talking about it Melanie oh. they yes everybody was just you know like so happy to be there you know and but after that, like Taraji had made that, and then you know, Danielle so Blue wait, this was in. after she had her little cry mm-hmm. about yeah. not yeah. being paid right. Yeah, she had that cry, and then she also talked about how, like, when she went on the set of Color Purple, how she had to call. Because Oprah didn't say oh, Oprah allegedly did not know. So, but she called Oprah and was telling Oprah like the conditions that they were sharing dressing rooms that they, um were, you know, they didn't have a driver and they had rental cars, stuff like that. I'm not saying that her complaints were not legitimate. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is we ain't got to know that shit. <laughs> that, you handle that shit with Oprah and y'all go on with the show. Put it in the <laughs> memoir. <laughs> you ain't got to tell nobody what happened. She and then we can read it in the memoir and be like, what? <laughs> and that's what... She was disgusted, but I mean, but but Taraji was the best. That was the best, almost the best performance I've ever seen Taraji in. She did really good as Suge, but it's sad to say that is going to be overshadowed by all of these complaints. However, just going with my theme of marketing. Yeah. Do we not think that Taraji's cry? At, well, let me let me go back. Color Purple, in my opinion, was um, a washed down substandard version of the original 
movie. Mm -hmm. However, mm -hmm. I think it was the perfect marketing piece to put in the face of the Oscars people, give them something that they could tolerate to give the same movie of the same name, it, the just do it deserved back in the 80s. So oh, with they, all of that not, being said. They're, they're hmm? not getting that though. They're not up for I the know, Oscars. I know, yeah. but I think that it was supposed that all of all of the media hype mm -hmm. was part, you know, it's part of the way that you release a movie to to trounce it up, to 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 try to get it Oscar nods and nominations and all of that stuff. I think all of the cry and all of that was part of the media hype, and I think it backfired. And it people totally were like, backfired. "Oh, I'm not going with this. I'm not. It, it, this is just yeah. too much." It totally backfired. Totally yeah. backfired. And they, yep. and those women did a, a an amazing job. Fantasia mm -hmm. did an amazing job, and it, it, the acting was on point. Yeah, on I mean, because it deserve it should have gotten. Oscars that I, I think the reason like the reason Oprah and all of the people came together and Spielberg and uh, like everybody came together to put it together is like it, the original deserved awards and just got completely overlooked yeah. they came back and get, created a movie that white people could watch they look, yeah yeah and it should have gotten awards but i think that the 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 taraji cry and then the the what looked like just a street squabble turned people off and was like mm -hmm. oh mm, yeah mm -hmm. no and like you said this was an epic moment for mother o it was and y'all brought that nigga mess over here. And they brought that nigga mess over there. Exactly what it is. And she about to do the same thing with a, with a book that I love, Covenant of Water, which is written by Abraham Burgess. How you his last name? And it's more, and it's a, um, and he's he's um Indian. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I'm so excited. He even reshared my tweet because I was so excited about it. Um, and And I guarantee you, the author <laughs> shared your tweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Abraham has shared a few of my tweets. The book "Coming of Water" is amazing. It is. Oh, uh, it's big as hell, but it is. It the way it is. It is beautifully written. Um, you just you just go right along with the writing of like understanding this family and this seemingly curse that goes through the family until they finally diagnose what it really is. Um, he's he just a brilliant writer. And so she's now going to adapt it um, for the film. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and that's I I can't wait to see that. Oh so, okay. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I doubt you know. But that, but yeah. So that, yeah, that 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 pissed me off. But there are some other great black movie, well, movies. I gotta stop. And yeah, we gotta stop saying black movies. We gotta stop saying that. Yeah. Um, but other great movies, American Fiction was a great movie. It's up oh, for I've a lot of awards. Oh, yeah. you gotta see it. Oh, y'all gotta see it. <laughs> so amazing. That, uh, yeah. Yeah, and shout out to my man Coleman Domingo. Okay. Doing mm. his thing. He's up for an Oscar. So okay. proud. So, for and Rustin. that role was just mm, outstanding. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. him and Jeffrey are in the same category. 
Oh, oh. for best actor. Mm. They also got that man from from um, Oppenheimer. So I mean, it's gonna be a challenge. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah but but yeah. Hey, may the best man win. But they both did great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm Daniel going Brooks to see Origin on um on Friday. So oh, all right. um that's the movie uh based on the book cast. Mm-hmm. Uh so I can't wait to tell you all about that. Okay. I probably plan on going probably Saturday too. So maybe by next time we both have we both would have seen it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I know I Bob Marley. Oh well, yeah, I want to say that too. Yeah, it come out Valentine's, I believe. Yeah, yeah, but that that but that's why I think I got that from that that interview with Ava Ava DuVernay, Melanie talking about origin, about like not calling things like black movies, mm. because we do understand like that's almost a cast in itself. Right, right. And I that think- when you refer to move, oh, did we lose Melanie? Yeah, we lost Miss G. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but just very quickly finish that thought. But yeah, so when we refer to things as black movies, black books, black this, black that, it's mm-hmm. like we kind of lower them right, from just right. a movie, from mm-hmm. just a book. Because when I went to see American fiction, everybody was in there. Right. White, right. black, everybody. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we got to be careful just putting that because it has a prominent black cast and it has to be mm-hmm. a black uh, movie. Yeah, so that's what the, that's that's I mean that's what the person said. Don't label it as a black. Yeah, that's what that's what Eric Duvernay was was saying. I think no, no, I think actually oh. Erica Alexander, the lady who played um Maxine Shaw on single um, okay. Le, okay. yeah, so that's what she was saying on her Breakfast Club interview. She was gotcha. like, "We got to get away from labeling movies as black movies." Right. Got you. Okay. Because you know we're only like thirteen percent of of the population, <laughs> so. Right. When you start saying, oh, this is a black movie, this is a black film, this is that, you kind of lower, yeah. lower it down on the cast system. Yeah, you're right. We got Miss Jeanette back. Jeanette. Yeah, right. Yes, technical difficulties, Melanie, technical difficulties. There? Can you hear me? Melanie. Yeah, I hear her. You don't hear her? I don't hear her. Mm-hmm. How, how, how do I, I don't hear her? Right, that's weird. <laughs> That is crazy. Oh, and now she now she gone. Yeah, now she gone. She probably gonna hop back in. But yeah, it's been. I, I knew it was something else I wanted to discuss before we got out of here, because there's been so much going on. Man. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of anything else that I have seen um, mm. trending. And because we already discussed Diddy. Oh yeah, we did. We did discuss Diddy. I did my man so wrong. But I mean, it's a lot of people that's coming out this year too. Yeah, a lot of people are coming out telling every little thing they know. This I call it twenty twenty. Tell it all. Four. <laughs> it's like, what's going on? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't but know either. I um, I just say now we need a lot of a lot of NDAs and. A lot of shutting up and you know I me mean, not telling nobody nothing. <laughs> that's the word. That's the world we in right now. It seems like yeah, better be careful. Though. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yeah, the men, men, be careful. Be yeah, careful. Man. Be careful with these with with, with these women. Yeah, yeah, vice versa. 
That's man. They might tell you that they they okay with going along with things, and then they come back and sue you. Yeah, man. And and it's working too. They giving out checks. And they giving out checks. Sure. Checks. So you find me OG underscore YUNG one. She's back. I guess she can share that. But as always, I I thank y'all for listening, tuning in, sticking beside us, and um, you know, I appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Find me on the gram. And um, you can find me on Instagram at John John Fire. That's J O N J O H N F Y A H. I have not recorded a podcast for Beyond Your Horizon. I probably yeah, maybe, a, maybe a couple of months or so, maybe there. Um, but there. Uh, but yeah. But stay stay tuned. I am working on a blog site, um, and um, and we'll probably be coming up with more podcasts soon as well. For sure, Miss Jeanette. I don't know what happened. Can y'all hear me? We hear you. I hear you now. Hear you. Yes. Well, yeah. all right. Well, I see we're <laughs> wrapping up, so I'll just wrap up. This is Melanie G Net, Melanie underscore G E N E T T E. Did I get it right? I don't think there's an underscore in your name. I don't think, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was G N E T T E. Child, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, follow one of y'all. You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. It is Melanie underscore G net. Melanie M E L A N I E underscore G N E T T E. There we go. There you go. Thank y'all for listening. We love y'all. We out. Yeah. 7117. All right. Well. I knew it was something else I wanted to talk about, though. I, I just can't remember. I'm going to remember it later and text y'all. <laughs> what was it? I wonder what, what it was about. I can't think of any big stories that came out. It was, a, it was something else that happened. I'm going to be like, damn, that's what I wanted to discuss. Like with some celebrities or something? It was, yeah, it was definitely celebrities, but I don't remember what it was. I know it was a lot of snitching going on, but yeah, I had to look on TMZ. <laughs> and see what and see who's snitching on who. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of celebs are dying young, man. 40, 42, um, like that damn fentanyl. And then what's up with the uh I know y'all not familiar with the um the Rico trial with um Thug and them. Ooh, that Fanny. We, we, did you want to talk about Fanny? Yeah, Fanny and the and the fact that they leaked their their conversation, the phone conversation. Now I know that you know you locked up they listened to but they the sure fact do. that they leaked the, like their whole conversation is bad business somebody needs to get fired what so wait what are y'all what's, what what are y'all talking about so it's a rapper that's on trial right now mm-hmm. for a minute called young thug and what's her name fanny willis mm-hmm. from the, the da okay fashion somebody um <laughs> somebody too trump ain't shit <laughs> oh she oh yeah i'm the truth yeah. Wait, what? She was, the okay. reason why she went after Young Thug because she was smashing somebody from the damn game. 